Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. I am your host, Douglas Gabriel. I'm here with my friend John Barnwell today. We're going to be talking about coup versus coup, counter coup, spy versus spy. How is the American Revolution going on? Who's winning? And other such topics. Welcome, John. Uh, hello. It's so good to be speaking with you again. We haven't had a chat for a while, and people just always clamor to hear what you have to say about things. So let's see if we can't put this in perspective. And as usual, I'll lay down my cheap uh, two cents worth. I think Trump is winning, and that the coup gets revealed every day, and that the major players in the coup are now actually being investigated by congressional committees and senatorial committees. And I think we are seeing the revealing of the coup. And now we know it's a coup. It's not only just the uh, Papadopoulos um, counterintelligence operation against Trump that became the Trump uh, operation and then became the small group and then was the same group of people that turned into the secret society and later the Mueller investigation. People are realizing that now. They're realizing the fake Carter Page dossier, the garbage dossier, as I like to call it, is completely a fraud. And they're realizing this astounding, astounding criminal activity going on between the Department of Justice, the FBI, and now the CIA is being pulled in very strongly with John Brennan. And what we are basically seeing is a comprehensive picture of a conspiracy, both during the election, to rig the election, against the president-elect, and then against a sitting president, which can be named only, in my opinion, sedition, treason, that it was a coup, and that, in fact, we need to stop tiptoeing around these Washington lawyers who are excellent fixers at these kind of things, and we simply need to invoke the fact that Trump is the chief law enforcement officer of the District of Columbia and that he should arrest these people as a military attempted overthrow of a sitting administration, of a duly elected president, and that this is no longer an issue of what they think it is. It has clearly been seen to be a conspiracy to unseat a sitting president. And the reason I know that is on October 21st, 2016, Comey would not have needed the FISA warrant that he got through Paige Carter's fake with a dossier and getting fake information about Paige Carter to get that unless he had absolute intention of carrying it much further than the election. So even at the moment, if we look at Peter Strzok and Lisa Page's text messages, it clearly says that they were going into another gear because their insurance policy, the dossier, had failed them. And then they started talking about a special counsel. And then they started about who would be on the special counsel and who they thought would be good. And so what we have here is literally, and we've only seen 372 of the 50,000 text messages, and even those 372 were scrubbed. These people are criminals. We need to stop playing games we need to use U.S. Marshals and the U.S. military to arrest these conspirators. That's my opinion, John. I think we're in a historic time, and Trump is leading a revolution, whether he calls it that or not, and he's doing a great job, and people are being exposed, and I think we are going to see the end of this attempted overthrow of the Republic of the United States of America. Well, yeah. I mean, 
basically, if you go back to what we said together uh, back on November 20th, when we did that video, Unmasking Q's Identity, which has got, you know, a modest uh, more than 62,000 views, which, of course, is nothing compared to the 200,000 plus that you got when you were on Lionel uh, the first time with uh, your famous wetware video. But uh, I've been keeping track of, of all the different uh, posts from Q. And, and let me make this clear. I, I stand with what I said back in November 20th. I think that Q is somebody who is military intelligence slash NSA. I stand with that today, and a lot of people have come forward and they agree with me. Uh, probably uh, most prominent is Dr. Jerome Corsi. And it's really interesting because uh, Thursday, February 22nd, in the evening, Dr. Corsi does these live podcasts with with different members of uh, the Chan group that's following uh, and trying to break down all these uh, postings by Q and figure out what they mean and decode them. And, and Dr. Corsi's been the main guy carrying the charge there. And he's, you know, uh, correspondent in Washington for InfoWars. And uh, he made some interesting points that are perfectly in line with my line of thinking all along, because I feel that this is because the, the extent of, of the audacity of these globalist operatives that have implanted themselves in our government, it's become necessary for uh, Trump to slip into his three-dimensional chess mode. And I've been kind of uh, pointed at for saying that and people when Trump will do certain things and they'll say no see just he's not used to Washington and all of this it's like no he's way ahead of the game he knows what's going on he's known uh, all along and he's allowing them to develop their whole stance and it's all it's all out there to, to be seen through uh, military intelligence. Now, why is that significant? Well, Dr. Corsi makes an important point, and he brings up uh, a Supreme Court case. It was a landmark legal case back in 1953, United States versus Reynolds, 345 U.S. 1. You can look it up on Wikipedia. But in that case, the, the point was made that there's an extension of uh, presidential power. And uh, this is regarding matters of national security. Now, if you remember back on what, uh, December 21st, President Trump put out a, a presidential order and it had to do with uh, like human rights violations and corruption. And embedded within the presidential order was a declaration of a national emergency. Well, what that does is that fully supports the, the transfer of authority over all the three-letter organizations, which means everything within the intelligence community, 
FBI, all access to all information is uh, beneath the presidential powers working through military intelligence. And so military intelligence is able to access all of the information that's been gleaned by the NSA. That's emails, texts, phone calls, and all of that. Now, you know, supposedly tongue-in-cheek, the uh, NSA is not supposed to be doing, but we know they are. And a lot of people complained when Trump went along with the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act. But that enabled certain powers put in place by former President Obama. Now, these powers are going to be able to be used against their attempt at a coup against Trump. And that's the, and that's the beauty of it, John. That is so beautiful. People say that he is such a, uh, a warmonger or a dominant person or that he would do wrong things if he had the power. He actually has all the power now. And that power was, as you say, congealed through a number of different executive orders that were then basically giving what we would normally call uh, martial law powers. And lately, he added, just before he left office, Obama added the ability to create a national emergency, exactly as you described by the uh, December 21st Trump executive order. And that is, even if it's a coronal mass ejection from the sun, well, how would we even know? Or, or that it was a cyber attack from a foreign agent. Well, that person could be in America, whereas Trump said he could be a 400-pound guy sitting in his bed. Yes, it gave Trump this astounding power. And many people, John, had put forth a conspiracy theory that long ago there was going to be a coup against Trump and that Trump had aligned himself with certain military and that the, those military generals and admirals and high-ranking military officials were going to take care of Trump. And we saw that Obama offed more generals and more admirals than I think any president in history. Many quit, but he also had confrontations with one after the next, and they, they quit. He fired them. It was horrible. He basically dismantled the military. And so when Trump came in, everybody knew before he was even a candidate, he's a strong military guy. His opinions have been about the same since 2000, and as you know, Roger Stone had wanted him to run for president in, in the year 2000. And they had sounded him out many times before. And so they knew his opinion and they knew that he was very military. So there's a theory, John, that the military came to him and they set all this up and that there's even further parts to this conspiracy, which I'm sure you know, I've heard, heard uh, you speak with uh, about these issues, that Jeff Sessions should really be trusted, that Michael Horowitz is really the person behind bringing all these things to light and that the military intelligence has it all covered. Well, I'm beginning to wonder if that isn't the case because what we see now is why is Trump just sitting back so coolly with nothing but his tweets and keeping his enemy at bay and also, as he says, revealing them, calling them out, showing who they are. He doesn't care if they attack him. It seems as if he likes being attacked. He turns around, he goes after the person, he wins. It's an amazing thing. Does that mean that his confidence is because there already was a plan in place 
because everyone knows Mueller and Comey's and Rosenstein's and McCabe's crimes go back to the early 90s. We've been harping about that for some time. So we are saying the same criminal cabal. Mueller is in there protecting his best friend Comey. He's in there protecting Rosenstein. They're all, a, they are literally a criminal cabal. I hate using that word, but that's what they are. And that's who Trump is, is up against. And he's known this since before he took office. So I'm beginning to wonder, is that conspiracy theory true, John, that you, I read so much about before he was even elected and then after he was elected? And you hear uh, Dr. Steve talk about it with Alex and you hear Roger Stone talk about it and others. Do you think really that behind the scenes, this was all laid out by Trump ahead of time and that he has the end in mind, he has the goal in mind and he's going to get it, he's going to win this revolution? Well, the the uh, information that I'm getting is that there were people within the military intelligence community that were really seriously considering doing something about Obama while he was a sitting president. And uh, you can see the, their stand down on Obama's orders uh, that, that occurred in uh, when they were told to protect uh, al-Qaeda and, and all that with, with uh, uh, the planes, and they refused to do that. They wouldn't do it. And that uh, intel was secretly given to the Russians regarding positions of ISIS troops. And so there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes during Obama. And the, the uh, buzz that's going around is that they were considering overturning Obama's authority back then because he was uh, basically being traitorous. And he was not fulfilling his oath to protect and serve the Constitution. So what does that mean? Well, here comes Donald Trump. And uh, if you go all the way back, one of the first people early on was Steve Pasenik. And he said, very plainly, he said, I represent certain people within the military intelligence and the intelligence community that don't like what's been going on and this whole deal with the Bushes and the Clintons and Obama and this whole basically coup is what it was that occurred at 9-11 and that they were behind Donald Trump. So that makes perfect sense. And then you go into to what Q says and he says trust Sessions. He says, trust Ray. Now, a lot of people think, well, geez, Ray should be dumped. Well, we don't know the chain of evidence regarding what went on in Florida. We don't even know if he knew anything about it. So we can't really hold him responsible, especially when there are black hats in place within our government that are not following directives. So uh, it's starting to look like there's much more than meets the eye. Well, well, your example is, is uh, good, especially because you think of Michael Flynn. And you realize Michael Flynn was kicked out by Obama because he stood up to him. Flynn stood up to Obama over his issue with Syria. 
basically he was saying, you know, what we now know, why were you giving a billion dollars to ISIS? And then you had the Pentagon fighting against them. And then you had the two other rebel factions that you were supporting and giving money and equipment to. Why did you have four or five different factions fighting in Syria? This is insane. And what happened? He got alienated. And he was putting forth an idea at that time. He was the DIA, um, the head of the DIA, Department of uh, Intelligence Agency. And he said, we need to get rid of all these corporate intelligence people. <laughs> exactly what we say. And we need to stop giving out 700, uh, right now, 850,000 top secret security clearances. And 65% of them are for corporate intelligence agents who are happy to work for the other side for a little bit more money and who do not take any vows and who are not controlled by the Uniform Code of Military Justice. They're not in the military. They have no, um, what would you call it, uh, threat hanging over their head if in fact they want to be a treasonous, seditious traitor, as we see that these people are, even by circumstantial information. But the circumstantial information is so profound, how can one not say, well, hello, I mean... <laughs> These things didn't happen by accident. It's the same group of people. And as you said, the real overthrow, the real coup d'etat was 911 because Robert Mueller was the person in charge of that investigation and nothing was ever investigated. Nothing ever happened. And when Comey comes along, he's always makes sure that no one ever gets prosecuted that is part of the elite, but they'll go after the low-hanging fruit, which is exactly what Mueller is doing. So, General Flynn is a perfect example of that. Maybe there was a conspiracy, and maybe General Flynn just spoke up too soon. But it was obvious what needed to happen. The military was being completely decimated by Obama. The only thing he liked them for was bombing those seven countries that killed two million people during his time. I think he bombed more than any other president. He was at war every day of his eight years. And even on the last days of his administration, he was still bombing, bombing Yemen, and at the same time had just sold Yemen weapons, and his policies made no sense. 56 million refugees now, which then became the migrant invasion of Europe, and had it not been for Trump becoming president, we would have a migrant invasion of this country. No borders, no immigration law, amnesty to all, everyone, not only DACA, Dreamers, their children, chain migration, just everybody, just open the borders exactly like Europe and just let whoever want pours in. And let's look at the statistics. The statistics that I've seen recently, 5% of the migrants who've entered Europe have gotten a job and 2% of them still have that job. That is not a migration of workers it is an invasion of people that, were, that was started by Barack Obama himself, that lawlessness. So in, in a way, the republic was, it looked as if it had been overthrown with Obama. But now we see that the republic is coming back to life and that the people who are trying to, had been trying to destroy it through many, many different means, which we've discussed in many tapes, but it's the same people. And that's the part that's kind of shocking. And I'm just tired of it, John. I, if I was them and I was in the military and I had signed many, which I had, top secret security agreements, they had punishment, instantaneous punishments, and I didn't get to get a lawyer and stay out of jail. No, it is called a security violation. You're instantaneously arrested and you stay in jail because you could be a spy 
And these people are spies. We know that because of the dossier. We know who they worked with, foreign agents, Christopher Steele. And Ukraine, I mean, what we're seeing now is they're trying to blame the Russians for intervention in American elections. Don't get me upset. We, uh, uh, Victoria Newland, was happy to say that she led the maiden revolution in Ukraine to get uh, Yanukovych out of office. We have let... Uh, Obama gave hundreds of thousands of dollars for covert activity to try to get Netanyahu in Israel not re-elected. We have intervened in so many elections, it is absurd. And then to say that the Russians intervene in our election and we put sanctions on them because of it, well, who's putting sanctions on us? Because what we have done to other... Well, right now, right now, the clergy in Russia is saying that it is the worst Russian uh, uh, intervention into Russian elections that they know of. And what do they say that Russian election uh, intervention is? That meddling? Barack Obama. He put sanctions on Putin's friends, the oligarchs that Putin works with, which froze Putin's money for the election and froze his power for the election. So he's limping along because of these sanctions that were put on him, which were put on individuals and individual companies directly related to Putin because of the false allegations of Russian, a Putin-Russian direct intervention in the election and collaboration with Trump. All of those things have been proven false or admitted false or demonstrated to be false. So there is no Russian, there were Russians, we pointed out again and again, don't get me started with the list of Russians that we know intervened in our election, but that isn't the direction that this has gone. This has gone the opposite direction. I think of Victoria Newland, who was the, worked under Hillary Clinton and also John Kerry. Don't forget John Kerry in this whole thing. He also is a conspirer. He is a traitor and he knew the dossier was being used illegally. He knew Trump was the target. Kerry is as guilty as Loretta Lynch. That's a fact. So, Victoria Newland said that, you know, from 1991, we didn't spend $5 billion on Ukraine to have Ukraine become connected to Russia again. She wanted it connected, of course, to the European Union. And so she admits an overthrow of a sitting government in Ukraine, admits election meddling, and admits it on her part at that time, but years before, we had done it again in Ukraine. That's twice we intervened in the Ukraine. We spent untold amounts of money to rig elections in other countries so that Joe Biden's son could then sit on the board of the natural gas company of Ukraine so that he could get his cut of the Ukrainian oligarchic structure. And that's what they're fighting over. They're fighting over who gets the pieces to the pie over there. This is always going on in the Clinton Foundation. I just realized this, John. Do you realize that you have to pay a huge fee to be a member of the Clinton Global Initiative? They get $25 million a year in fees, and that makes them an insider trading group. That's what they do. They're insider trading for resources and for all types. Wherever money's flowing, that's where the Clintons are. The Global Initiative is completely corrupt. And so I was studying APCO. If you want to talk about corruption... APCO Worldwide admits they helped the Clinton Global Initiative raise $30 billion. How many times have you heard that all the Clinton foundations, that's $2 billion, wrong. One foundation 
the Clinton Global Initiative, $30 billion. So what we're seeing here is that could falter. We could see the global elite, call them what you will, globalist, transnationalist, new world order, trilateralist, whatever, Bilderberger, Council on Foreign Relations in America, whatever. You call them whatever you want. It's insider trading. It's like the Knights of Malta. You pay a huge fee, and then the Clintons are going to go out, and with their dirty machine, they're going to tell you where you're going to be able to make your money the quickest illegally. That is coming, could come to a falter, and could stop. We could see Hillary Clinton and that entire foundation be charged. We could see her email scandal be charged. We could see her DNC purchase of Russian agents and Christopher Steele, a British agent, meddling in the election. If we saw this, I believe this would be truly the second American Revolution. It would be the first time that we would have seen such an assault on the executive branch of the government, on the president himself, through true criminal agents. And to see them deposed, to see the Second American Revolution rise up and stop the overthrow of the Republic, this would be a new America, John. And we're already seeing it. In one year, we've seen Trump do absolutely miraculous things. I, I challenge anyone to, cut, to tell us how much, how many trillions has Trump made since he came to office? I think it's about 20 trillion that what we have is our debt. And as soon as he does a few more things in a few more years, who knows what he could do for America? So what I'm saying is, I think there's a revolution, and if they planned this ahead of time, if there was a conspiracy ahead of time by the military, more power to you, to those military people who brought Trump to power, because I believe that he's doing a great job leading the second American revolution. What do you think, John? Remember, uh, way back, uh, it used to be called the War Department, right? Mm -hmm. But in uh, July 26, 1947, Truman signed the, uh, uh, Nash, uh, the National Security Act of 1947. And in that, uh, they created uh, the Department of Defense. It was no longer the War Department. It was the Department of Defense. And the, the first head of the Department of Defense was uh, James Forrestal. Uh, but... Already at that early time, these struggles were going on because uh, Forrestal was admitted into the Naval Hospital and he ended up catapulting out a window about the 14th floor, I believe it was, to his death. And uh, so these people play for keeps. Uh, all you got to do is look what happened to John Kennedy uh, and uh, how he... Uh, fired Alan Dulles, and uh, Alan Dulles ended up being in charge of the Warren Commission investigating the murder of President Kennedy that was basically organized by Alan Dulles. So this is very serious stuff that's going on here. But in that uh, National Security Act of 1947, they also created the Central Intelligence Agency, uh, a questionable move, in uh, the National Security Council, uh, the National Security Resources Board, the United States Air Force was folded out of the, the Army Air Force, and also the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now, it's a really interesting situation to where it stands right now because, I, again, I, I think, I believe I've made notice of this before, but um, 
the uh, Marine and Navy have a very uh, singular place in, in the history of, of intelligence. And, and I, on a previous video, led it all the way back to uh, the signal fires of Rome. But in looking at it, you see that uh, the Marines are a very special unit. The president can actually call upon the Marines for military actions without getting approval of Congress. They're the only uh, element of our military establishment that can be used in that way, even though Obama and Bush and everybody disregarded that provision. Nonetheless, uh, Trump likes to, to proceed lawfully. But when you get into understanding uh, the way this is beginning to roll out, you can see that, that Trump is just biding his time. It's, it, you're seeing how he's so patient. All you have to do is, again, go back to that meeting he had with all those military people, and he just said the storm and they said well what do you mean by that and he says oh you'll see <laughs> i mean he's like in the catbird seat as regards to all of this and even even the uh, marine band is is uh, what the name of the marine the marine band is uh, the president's own so there's a very special place going all the way back to thomas jefferson regarding the marines as being a special military force and that's not to put any shade on the the U.S. Army and all that and uh, all the other branches of the military because there's only a few bad actors at play here. And they're going to be weeded out and they're already losing. Uh, a lot of people run for the hills. I mean, all you had to do was go back and look what happened after he signed that executive or order regarding the freezing and seizing of assets and and Schmidt stands he he quits his job as as head of Google and so there's some really active things going on behind the scenes and Q's trying to remind everybody to stay calm. Uh, President Trump is trying to do this smoothly, not to create all kinds of chaos, but in the meantime. Other elements are attempting to heighten uh, the, the sense of insecurity in America with all these, what's going on now in Florida, and why didn't the FBI act on that? I, I really want to see the chain of command regarding that, you know, because if, if Q's saying that we're supposed to uh, trust uh, who's head of the FBI right now, then then... You know, we have to look at that chain of command and see who's in that office in Florida that didn't get the command through. But beside all of that, I think that you have to keep in mind that the complete array of intelligence is available to President Trump. He's on top of it. He has information on all the bad actors, whether they're Hillary Clinton's or, or uh, Bill Clinton. Uh, George Soros, the whole cast of characters, the involvement of the Rothschilds. I'd be a real coup to be able to seize the assets of uh, Lady uh, Linda Rothschild. Well, I think the myth that Trump can come in and stop the chemtrails from one day to the next, that he can reveal the UFO files, 
that he can release all the free energy devices, that he can stop all the black ops, that he can... No. There are vested interests in every one of these. There are sub-departments and sub-departments of agencies of agencies that he doesn't know exist. Look at what's happening. Bill, Bill Priesthap, the man who was conducted for almost, you know, coming up here a year and a half, a counterintelligence operation against a president, and yet he hasn't been removed from his position of doing that and who knows what else. So we have to realize that Trump is fighting this oftentimes as a single person in the ring and that he can't take them all out at once. Plus the vested interests are just so deep as we've pointed out, the 9,100 senior executive service members. And so what we see here is battles being won, but if he takes out the head of the serpent, uh, that's the way to go. He needs to take out really these top dogs that you've mentioned, these very small group of people that, as you said, could be weeded out. And I think that's what's actually happening. And the trouble with them is they don't know they're weeding themselves. Everything they say and do is evidence against them. I mean, look at Mueller's most recent thing, the 13 Russians. <laughs> that's pathetic. He took it from a New York Times article written by a guy who's a Russian who wrote the article from information in 2013. Those people don't work there. They didn't affect the election, and they certainly didn't affect the election Trump was in. And they are not in any way what they are accused to be. It is complete nonsense. Look at his new, look at the way that he's harassing Rick Gates and um, Paul Manafort so that they have to put their houses up uh, as their collateral, as their own bond to be able to leave their own house, that they're, that they're basically going to be made broke. And why? Because... Here's the deal. I mentioned Victoria Nuland and the corruption of her knowing that our election was rigged, but she rigged the Ukrainian election once and her department rigged it at least twice. And then she wants to act as if that is appropriate when in fact what really happened here in America is these people who are a part of this conspiracy were doing everything that they say shouldn't be done, but they themselves do it. And so as it comes out, it's just going to be an absolute fright for them. Uh, Victoria Nuland herself the other day had to admit, yes, she was well aware of what should be called the coup d'etat, the dossier coup d'etat, which still continues as the Mueller investigation. Look at what Mueller has recently done. He says, oh, I'm going to go after a conversation we intercepted of Rick Gates with a lawyer where he said... He didn't talk to him, you know, within the last few years, and he, he, he certainly did. He had a conversation. So a conversation he had with somebody that was intercepted. The crimes that Mueller is going after, is in they are in 2010 with Gates and Manafort. 2010. We predicted what they would be. It is low-hanging fruit, in, in our opinion, because it has nothing to do with Trump. And now, I didn't realize this, that Michael Cohen, Michael D. Cohen, Trump's lawyer, is also suing BuzzFeed. I'm so happy he's doing that. I didn't know that. So that means that each and every day, if you pay attention, people are chipping away at this absolutely evil, corrupt, deep state wall that has been built around DC where only the elite get in. I think it's going to become their prison. I think they're going to drown in their own swamp, John. And I think that Trump is doing a marvelous job to fight it in the only way that he can. He cannot go out and just say, I end the CIA, I end the FBI. 
He cannot do that. He has to work with what he has. And he's doing the art of the deal, whether it be DACA, the, the wall, whether it be the budget, it, whether, it does not matter. Whether it be guns, he's doing the same art of the deal and he's showing that they're a uniparty and that they don't want to come together. They really don't want to agree. Their job is to disagree so that nothing goes forward. His job is to make deals that work. This is so unprecedented in, in modern history in terms of the White House. So I think that in the long run, as long as our prayers, and I know there's a lot of prayers out there for he and his family, if those prayers and if destiny rules in our favor, then Trump will continue this revolution on into a second term. And at that point, he can then start to just say, show me this stuff on uh, this, um, this chemtrail stuff. Really? That's who's doing this? Those planes are hired to do that by people in Britain, people in Germany, people in France? Well, how could this possibly be? And then when you look at the bottom line like a businessman would, you'll see who's getting the payoff, and then he can stop it. We've seen him do it with probably $20 trillion worth of U.S. assets so far, and I think we're going to see him continue to do it. So I say, go Trump. Yeah, absolutely. And and going back to what you were saying about uh, Gates and Paul Manafort, and then we could also roll in uh, General Flynn, uh, that all will come under uh, the doctrine of the fruit of the poison tree. They, you know, that that was done illegally. I mean, when they went to the FISA judge, they got an Article 1 Okay, the FISA that, that they got for Carter Page and Article One. Everybody's talking about a FISA 702, which gives them kind of limited access, and and you can un, you, you know you can uh, reveal a few names and all that. No, they got an Article One saying that Carter Page is a spy, and therefore if you stand next to him at the 7-Eleven, they can spy on you and your whole family. So they just went nuts with this thing, and it's all going to blow up in their face. And I personally think that the end game on this is that uh, there there will be investigations. It'll take time, though. Everything is prioritized, and it's not a priority right now. But I could see uh, like people like Mueller and and Rosenstein even getting disbarred from from the improper uh, use of of their authority. And uh, this is going to be re really, I mean, I can't stop watching it like a lot of people. Normally, conservatives, they vote and then they go about their business and they assume the government's going to take care of themselves. This is the first time in, in my life that I remember conservatives actually paying attention to the political horizon very closely, whereas your, your progressives, your leftists, it's like a career, they're in their basement with Bernie Sanders and his mom plotting the new world where once they take everything over, then it'll be utopia. Which way to the Bastille? I swear, all we need to get is that 1% of those billionaires take all their money and then everything's free. Because I heard people running in the campaign saying that, and I believe it in the deepest part of my heart, because why I owe a whole bunch of money. <laughs> so I want to vote for socialism. Oh, Willie, uh, wait, he's a Democrat, but he's a socialist. Well, then why didn't he run on a socialist party? 
he ran as a distraction so Hillary would have someone to run against the uh, assumed queen of uh, <laughs> the North American Union, as you like to call it. So, yes, it's just absolutely hysterical for us, John, because every single day something comes out where another piece to the puzzle is filled in to show the ugly visage of the deep state and at the same time take them down another notch. And it's so beautiful. You get Mueller out there. What next pathetic move is he going to make? Really, could he make anything more pathetic than his 13 Russian spies that he can't arrest? <laughs> um, and then he goes out. It, oh, just unbelievable. I love it. Michael Moore left McDonald's after his uh, third Big Mac and went to basically support a Russian-created anti is it, it's anti-trump uh, uh uh demonstration i mean this is so beautiful mark <laughs> warner on the senate intelligence committee in january of 2016 called up christopher Steele and said hey do you got any dirt on trump how about <laughs> this Six hundred thousand soros followers signed petitions through organizations I've never even heard of, and sent them in saying that Devin Nunes, the hero of taking down the FBI and the DOJ, needs to be removed from the House Intelligence Committee. Oh, on that House is Adam Schiff, who a year ago was scammed by Russian comedians who convinced him they had dirt on Trump and he was going to go anywhere and pay anything to get it. But he is the one writing the Democratic memo on the content that Nunes wrote on, I predicted they'll never get that out because yeah. they would have to admit some of the truth. And so what did he admit? He just admitted all the methods they used and the people they used so that the whole thing had to be redacted. Have they written another one? No. Have they written a DACA proposal? No. Have they written a gun control proposal? No. Have they written a border security proposal? No. What have the Democrats done? Nothing. And in my last talk, John, I thanked you for pointing out that the Democrats who often do nothing and just relegate it to agencies that are then ran by political appointees and the senior executive service, which most of them are appointed by Obama, that's who really runs our country, not the Congress and their laws. Obviously, they let 911 happen with Mueller investigating it and found nothing but the sad story that they gave us which has so many holes in it. It's got as many holes as the shooting in Florida. We just went over that. The holes are so gigantic, you can fly a 727 through it. Oh, that's right, a 727. No, no plane hit the Pentagon. Take a look at the hole. It's too small, but we all believed it because the neural network response that they created in our head by subliminal programming so we look at these things and we see the opposite of what is really there we look at a shooting and we don't notice anything and so that is what it has come to this is a wake-up call this revolution is not only about saving the republic of america it is about waking up patriots to either own america or it's going to be taken from you well that's 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 the key. I mean, they're running out of bullets. I, I, you can see it's so clear. I mean, do you believe there's people out there saying maybe they should lower the voting age to 16? <laughs> Why? Because 16-year-olds are the only people stupid enough to go along with their stupid plans. I mean, as Q says, 
these people are so stupid. <laughs> Which underscores what Donald Trump says. And the more I research, the more I find out that they expect us to be even stupider than they are. They are stupid. They have no wisdom. They have no insight. They have the cleverness of, of some kind of creature some kind of animal type creature. And that's all they have. It's kind of a fight or flight preservation type of sense. And when you look at these people and you look at their biography, that's their whole life. They've been clawing their way to the top and eating anyone that got in their way. And that's who we're dealing with. And here's Trump just going, you know, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. What you call me bounces off me and sticks to you, Mr. Mueller. <laughs> you know, he, okay, everyone's going to cry because... North Korea is going to put a, an atomic bomb on our head or send off that electromagnetic pulse bomb that's going to stop my Wi-Fi. And they are terrified of North Korea. And look what Trump did. He thumbed his nose at him, and they're at the peace table. They want to do the next Olympics in North Korea. <laughs> now, you mentioned Eric Schmidt. When Eric Schmidt disappeared after December 21st, 2017, when Trump signed that executive order, saying there's a national emergency and he basically hired the u.s marshals to go work with the u.s treasury department and they went after people that we don't even know of he mentioned some and then there's a whole bunch they didn't go after and then where did eric schmidt go he went to north korea and now what do we hear on the wire the chatter we hear that north korea is going to be attacked with the biggest cyber attack and basically knock out their entire network. Hello, we predicted that a long time ago because they have one cable coming into their country. I could go cut it. <laughs> this is stupidity. It's yeah. so stupid. And so where did Eric Schmidt go when he was told that criminals are going to be round up? He went to a place there's no extradition, North Korea. We haven't heard from him since. Except in one place, he went and made a little speech and then disappeared. And then what did he do for them? He said, oh, I'm going to let you, because your internet's going to be cut off and your entire country is going to go down. I'm going to let you use one of my military satellites that's already launched. Which, Sorry, Eric, you already admitted they're up there. We don't have to say we broke this news. And Elon Musk now says he has 17 of them up there and you have much many more. And there's a war on to send Wi-Fi from satellites. Well, that's happening in North Korea. Eric Schmidt probably went there and said... Yes, Mr. Kim, I can get you Wi-Fi for your whole country for $17.95 per family, okay? And he's there working out the details right now. Maybe not the $17.95 part. I made that up. But the point is, why does he show up where our enemies need him? Why did he go to Russia and in the tech city give them our technology? Why is he building the Atlas Warrior Robot and its horse companion and its dog companion, which are already working with our military, created by Eric Schmidt, who has stepped down, but he's still going to be a technical consultant, and he's working mostly with Boston Dynamics, the group making these robot warriors. Has anybody seen Star Wars? Remember the... the oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess... I guess people don't watch sci-fi, or they would know what's going to happen, and they'd be freaking out... And they would say, Mr. President, please arrest Eric Schmidt. Oh, wait a second. Eric Schmidt is missing in action. So, John 
your words of wrapping up, are we winning the revolution? How's Trump doing? Is he, is he really the George Washington I give him the, the uh, credit for being? Is he winning all the battles by a careful retreats and careful maneuvering? Yeah, I think so. But maybe he can arrest uh, Eric Schmidt's uh, clone. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's funny, John, because that, that's exactly what we need to worry about in the future. I forgot that. The cyborgs and the clones, because, oh, that's right, Star Wars. Every sci-fi movie. Yes, John, you're so right in what you say. And if people would just wake up and look at the sci-fi movies, then they'd say, wait a second, wait a second. The biggest artificial intelligence on the earth just said, when asked a question about robots, you better put a kill chip in them because they will kill humans. Did you yeah, catch that one? That one just came out from the biggest computer in the world. So I guess in closing, what I want to say is uh, Donald Trump is, is, um, is showing everybody how good he is at playing 3D chess, but he's not tipping his hand, and he's just letting these people show how foolish they really are in trying to overthrow a sitting president. I so agree with you. So, Mr. President, your Minutemen are ready. Thank you, John.